0: you are locked on indians your daily cleveland indians podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com easy to use reliably low prices rockauto.com the only place you'll need for all of your car needs okay so let's talk about some news relating to the indians and let's talk about just this taxi squad idea in general um So I I was just double-checking. The Indians have had no additional signings before we get into any of this uh, in terms of undrafted free agents. They have those four. There is a chance they're not going to add any more. At this point, we are far enough from the draft. That could be it. The Indians might have added 10 total players to their minor leagues right now, which is the six draft picks plus the four players. And you think about 10 total players, I mean, that kind of makes sense in a weird way just in terms of those are 10 guys. If they're cutting a minor league team at some point in the future – Remember, they released, what, 11, 12 players uh, in June. So they released those ones and they added in 10 more. So that's where we're kind of sitting right now in terms of the overall amount of players in the Indian system being kind of the same as it was. Uh, But I would not expect any more additions at this point. It's always a possibility, but I think if you're going to sign someone, that probably would have occurred by now. So I did a looking at the 50-man roster earlier, but now we're finding out it's going to be closer to 60. They're going to have, for that first week of the season, you're going to have 30 players that are on your roster, plus three guys from your taxi squad, one of which must be a catcher that travels with the team. What that means is the Indians are probably going to carry four catchers. I talked about three in that original one. It's it's pretty safe to say four at this point in time. What is also interesting is we know some names now with that taxi squad, Uh, three names in particular. George Valera, Nolan Jones, Ty Freeman, arguably the top three prospects in the system. I think probably most places would agree those are the Indians' top three prospects. Now, none of those guys are going to be added to the 40-man anytime soon. They're not going to start their clocks anytime soon. Um, They are there. Nolan Jones, maybe. But the other two are not. So why are the Indians adding guys who are not going to play in the majors this year, that taxi squad? Because you're getting developmental time back. For a lot of these guys, you want your top prospects, and other teams are doing this as well. You want your top prospects there with coaches, getting developmental time, getting worked with. So I think a lot of teams are going to have on that taxi squad their top prospects, even if those are not guys who are likely to help them this year. You're going to have, at the start, 30 extra players in camp. You're not expecting all of them to help. And you know that I finally went and found uh, multiple places to back up, yes, for the first two weeks. You're going to have 30 players on your roster. Two weeks after that, uh, you go down, you'll have 28. And then basically a month in, you go down to 26. And to balance that out, there'll be no version of the September call-up. You're going to be 26 from that point through the end of the season. So they're doing that, which means by that time you get to 26 players without a September call-up coming, you're looking at, uh, what, 34 players in that spring training slash uh taxi squad, which is probably by reports going to be at the Lake County Stadium, as that is the one in terms of total miles that is closest to Cleveland. Uh, Akron was also discussed, but it's just that uh, when you get down to it, the closest one is the Lake County facilities, it makes it the easiest to go from Cleveland to there. So that is where they are leaning. So the Indians are adding their top prospects to this team because they want them to get reps. You could see upwards of we talked about at the start at least 30 guys on that grouping I'm expecting when I talked about a 50 man I wasn't really including them now that we're up to a 60 man I'm betting at least a third of that roster are prospects who are unlikely to help the team this year and it was also announced you know when I went back and I talked about the 50 man I I said well you know how is this going to work the 40 plus 12 maybe do they not take the two pitchers who aren't close to helping them this year now it's those four if you're on the 40 man you're already part of the taxi squad that's a guarantee. So those 40 guys are there for the Indians. That means guys like Juan Carlos Mejia and Tristan McKenzie will be there, which is good for both of them because they need reps. They missed time last year. McKenzie didn't pitch at all last year and missed a month of the season before that. He needs reps. He needs experience. So he'll get that opportunity. So this is going to turn into the equivalent of the minor leagues. There will be no minor league baseball this year. That is pretty much a guarantee at this point in time. If we're lucky, there could be some type of Arizona Fall League. I just don't see it happening because it's going to be cost prohibitive. You're not going to really make money on it uh, to balance out the cost of it unless networks get desperate and are willing to pay to broadcast it. There's no way to make it anything other than a loss. And the owners are being extremely tight fisted right now in terms of money and revenue and concerns. So I don't see an Arizona Fall League happening. It's Just the way it's currently set up, where how would they make money? You know, if they're already this nervous about loss of funds, they're not going to do anything that is going to be a negative net funds for them. And that's what a Arizona Fall League would have to be at this point in time. I don't see any way you turn into a money making venture when you can't have fans. So I think this is essentially the Indians' only chance, their only opportunity to get reps and do development with those top prospects. So I assume. You're going to see just about everyone, I assume Ethan Hankins and uh, if Lenny Torres is healthy enough to pitch. I don't know when his Tommy John was a year ago off the top of my head, but I think just about everyone, Daniel Espino, those prospects who are their upper level prospects are going to get that opportunity. And you do balance that out a bit with guys like Nolan Jones and Daniel Johnson, who are top 10 prospects, but are guys who can could help the Indians this year. Daniel Johnson is already on the 40 man. So having him there gives you an option you can use as opposed to just... Having a bunch of guys, you know, like a, a Freeman who's a bit farther away, or you know Brian Roccoio and George Valera who were in A ball, uh, it does stink because there was a lot of helium guys I was looking forward to. Brian Levascita, the catcher, had a really interesting year a year ago. I was hoping to see a, a healthy Raymond Burgos. Uh, Matthew Turner was doing some interesting things. Cody Morris, the big uh, right hander from South Carolina. There's a lot of interesting players. And unfortunately, they're going to lose that year of development. And it's a big loss, especially for a team like the Indians. So we'll have to see what occurs, what the final announced taxi squad is. Um, at this point in time, I've only seen reports about Freeman, Jones, and Valera. Uh, I want to, I should do the proper, proper accreditation on these uh, now that I think about it. So I know Emily Walden was on Jones and Freeman as was William Bohr, uh, Jesse Sanchez was the one who was on George Valera. And I do expect that we will see more than those three specifically because only two of those three are guys who aren't likely to help the team this year. I think you're going to see close to 10 or so players. You're pretty much going to see the entire top 10 there so they can just get reps and they can get used to playing. Uh, and, you know, you still have space for 20 other players who can help your team uh, if an injury or anything else occurs. So just something to keep your eye on. That's that's probably what we're going to be hearing the most about. I don't think a taxi squad is even set at this point in time. If anything, it's you know it's written in dry race marker because they will use this time in spring training to kind of see where players are at, see where some of these guys who were hurt, um, what is going to happen, and you know how good does Carrasco and Clavenger and the like look now, who at the start of the year we would not have had them if the season had started on time. Built Bar Bar is nearing their end of their special 50% off sale where they are selling their entire stock of merchandise. They are selling everything on site, uh, I believe, for 50% off. And they're doing this because they're going to come up with some new delicious flavors, some new fantastic things to try out. So if you've been curious about Built Bar, now is the best time to go. You're going to go and get 50% off. Now, enter the promo code Locked On. That's not going to give you anything else, but it helps us out. It lets them know that you came because 50% off is better than the 10% you get from our code. But it's, again, it's still showing them that we sent you there. And there's never been a better time. I'll just say that again, because it's true. You're getting 50% off the current flavors. Uh, Almond, toffee, banana, those are ones I definitely love. I just did their previous mix box, the lemon meringue pie was really good. So lemon in general, I think is a good flavor to check out, the orange cream. There's a lot of great flavors. So go over there and check out builtbar.com. And still use that promo code locked on. it won't give you anything, but it helps us out on our end, rockauto.com. You are probably sick of hearing me say this, but I am horrible with cars. I don't know much about cars, Uh, I can do very little with a car, I have pretty much gotten help for any type of fix that has occurred over the years with my vehicles. And I say all of that to say that in spite of my lack of knowledge, it's a fantastically easy site to navigate. You can go find your car. It's it's drop-down menus. You can just go through the parts and pieces, and it makes it a fantastic resource. The prices are consistently lower than bigger chain stores. You're cutting out that middleman, and you're getting it directly from them. So rockauto.com, you, in the how-did-you-find-out-about-us, put Locked On, and it's a fantastic resource. Just keep it in your back pocket for when you do need a part for your car, when you do have something that's missing in your car, Go to rockauto.com first and use that for your comparison point. And you're going to see that they are the place to go to. They're the ones who are going to get you the item you need at the best price. Okay, I want to do just a programming head up, heads up, head up. I am traveling the next week. I know, not the ideal time, but sometimes you have to go and and do things with family. We have been smart about our social distancing um, and have avoided anything social for the entire summer. But uh, yeah, we have a a family, very small family thing, only going to see uh, parents and the like. But that also means I'm going on a vacation, parentheses vacation, where uh, I'm going to be in places with less than great internet. So I'm going to probably try and pre-record a few episodes, maybe dive into those historical pieces that I can just do on the fly and upload those. It also means if something happens, some news breaks... You know, if an Indians player gets sick, if they sign someone who's a free agent, like if they signed Yasiel Puig, I may not have an episode that pops next week for that, but I will be back the week after that with all the information you can need, my take on that and all of that fun. The upside to this trip is I will get a chance to see my father. So that means I'm also going to try to record that podcast with him a little bit late, but still doing the talk about, you know, uh, baseball and fathers and all that stuff and, and his baseball story. So that'll be coming soon as well as we start to ramp up for baseball happening. You know, we're going to be back to a a five-day-a-week podcast before you know it. So this Indians team is set up in an interesting situation because, you know, at the end of last week, last week's, at the end of the previous show, I should say, we talked about the fact that the East is a really rough division to be in. And the Central, because it has two, three probably three of the five worst teams in baseball might be the easiest. Um, it's got a little bit more meat at the top than say the, the West does. So that's where it could balance out. Those two divisions I think are closer than they're probably getting credit for just because um, I am not super impressed with some of the teams out West as I think others are. Whereas I'm think the white Sox and, and reds are kind of more. So the reds, the reds are definitely all in like, I, I think the reds, are still the team where it makes the most sense if a Lindor deal comes because that this year is it to them at the end of this year Bauer becomes a free agent and Mustakas, I believe opts out and Nick Castellanos. no it's Castellanos who can who basically opts out it's basically a one year deal Mustakis has the long term one but it doesn't change the fact that you know because of those deals they're going to have a lot of talent hit the free agent market at the end of this season and. They you know, paid a hefty price to go out and get um, Bauer. And to, to the situation they are in, I think we'll see them make significant uh, moves near the deadline because they see it an opening in a window. The Dodgers, after the bets deal, of course they're going to be an aggressive team. And that's something else to consider. And I think those are the teams you are probably looking at the most as we approach that deadline, August 31st. So keep that in mind. I do think Lindor gets traded by then. I think that there's a double whammy of trying to maximize value, which is what the Indians have always found, that the best value is the deadline before their final year. that is, you know, when they moved Lee, it's when they moved Bauer, uh, It is not when they moved Sabathia, they held on to him for a year, but they couldn't really trade him the previous year because, you know, they went deep in the postseason that year and they weren't really uh, in a situation where it made a lot of sense. But for someone like Lindor, I think it's going to make logical sense and they're going to be looking to cut more salary. I have little doubt in my mind that the Indians are going to look to cut more salary from their team. And the easiest way to do that is to trade Lindor. And even prorated, he is going to have one of the larger salaries on the Indians roster, which is, again, that's part of the reason they were so aggressive in moving Bauer, was they knew he had the large salary coming through arbitration. So in both in terms of nearing the end of his contract and in terms of his overall salary, I think that's going to come together and part of the Lindor deal. I think it will happen. I do think the Dodgers and the Reds are, again, your best bets. They have the minors to make it interesting, uh, the time to get it done, and I'm going to be curious to see how you scout during this time. Because someone like Hunter Green, who got hurt a year ago, he might be part of the Reds' taxi squad. Is an Indians Are the Indians like going to be allowed to send a scout to watch a taxi squad? How much can you get from that, are they going to have these videotaped? Are they going to send them to the teams themselves? It's going to be odd to see how they evaluate talent during this time. And, you know, spoiler alert spoiler alert. on a future episode, one of the ones when I'm out is just going to be discussing the Dodgers, Reds, and one other team who uh, I think makes sense for Lindor and what those packages could look like. We're going to do a kind of a check back in and revisit talking, using the bets is a degree of a baseline and some other things from there. I, th- I think the Indians will probably get something around what the Dodgers got for Betts. They should probably get more because Betts was a one-year rental where the Dodgers would get a draft pick at the end where Lindor um, is you know, a year and a half trade when you get him. It is an odd season, which affects his overall value in that half a year. Um, but he also plays a position of more value Than bats, though bats probably has the not probably has the better overall bat. So you know you're looking in that range of talent. Also say this: if they hadn't burned all their bridges, right now might be the best time ever to approach Francisco Lindor about a contract extension, because things are going to get so chaotic in two years. This is also why, like honestly, right now they should be burning the phones with Clevenger and Bieber's agent more so, because neither of those two players have gotten paid yet. And everyone knows a work stoppage is likely going to come in 2022. So if you are one of those players, you could be losing prime years. Or if you're someone like Bieber, who's not going to really get paid before then a huge amount, the chance to go and get some of that money now and guarantee themselves, which is always the appeal of it. That's why like Ronald Acuna Jr. signed that terrible contract with the Braves. That value is always there. You know, you're getting more security now at the cost of higher earnings than But with the added dimension of the craziness in the world and the impending issues we know are going to come with the current CBA, I don't think we have seen a better time than now for a team to go out and try to extend their players. Lindor is making a ton of money this year, so it may not make as much sense for him. But for the Beavers and the Clevengers of the world, there is never probably going to be a better time to negotiate than now, uh, especially as for some agents who lost out in the draft is a big part of their income, they're also going to be more open to talking about deals. Um, it probably shouldn't work that way, but it, people are human and, and real life filters in. And I'm not saying they're going to take a bad deal for the clients. They're still going to take a good deal. But uh, there's a lot of other factors that benefit the team right now more than the player. Uh, because again, teams are owned by billionaires and they tend to have you know, bigger stockpiles and be less affected by overall instability because they have so much money to begin with. So yeah, that keep that in mind. Indians should be opening conversations with every agent of every player who is not already under contract because it's not going to get any better. Two, I think Lindor probably gets traded by the end of August and... Three, uh, we'll have to see who else uh, over the next few days gets added to the taxi squad and we'll talk about all of those, but probably not until after the fourth uh, when I am back and in town with my recording equipment proper. Yes, I can do things on my phone, but trying to upload uh, at my in-laws is, is a bit of a disaster. So unless it is something massive, like if a Lindor trade happens before the season begins, yes, I will figure out a way to make it work. Other than that, I'm going to have some pre-recorded stuff. We'll look at some Lindor deals. We'll look at some historical draft data. Um, Maybe do another piece like that one I did on Daryl Whitmore where I just kind of dive in the history of an interesting player in Indians history. You have been fantastic as always. Baseball is just around the corner. It's hard to believe that, you know, and this will come out on the 26th. So basically it will be like a week after that that players will report to their Uh, spring training sites are the equivalency of that and they'll kind of do an in-camp spring training I imagine there's not going to be a lot of anything else than facing you know just the players in camp you're not going to have the Indians facing the Reds or things like that but you'll go out get your reps the team will start to figure things out and we won't have any idea what the taxi squad is fully going to be until the end of the month because there are those non-roster invitees that we talked about previously who will likely a few of them will be added to this taxi squad and get that opportunity at the same time I am curious to see, in terms of finances, how things are affected, whereas if it's a vet, they're always, you know, a player who's had more years in the majors that typically make a bit more, and if a team is really trying to cut corners, especially when you look at a team like the Angels, the Tigers, and the Rays, who didn't sign a single undrafted free agent because 20 grand was apparently too much money. Uh, by not signing a single undrafted free agent, it feels like those teams are going to try to cut every corner possible. So it might be cheaper to have your taxi squad made up of, uh, rookies or minor league players rather than players who have major league experience. So just something to keep in mind, something to keep in check. Finances are going to be the story of this season, I think. I mean, it's not the story, but it's going to be the story that you can't ignore. It's going to be a part of everything that occurs and happens is finances and teams that are financially scared versus teams that aren't and it's going to be interesting to watch this develop because you always have to watch everything that happens from this point on from the thought of there were owners who didn't want this season at all and didn't want to pay players a dime and thought it was just cheaper to not have baseball than to have it so those same owners now have to pay players and are going to be looking for ways to make this as cheap as possible for them how do they do that well cutting salary and finding every corner to cut in that regard. So keep that in mind throughout the year. Um, enjoy baseball, but it is an odd season and there's going to be a lot of interesting secondary storylines to follow. I have been Jeff Ellis. You have been fantastic as always. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft. I'm kind of taking a break from writing post draft. So there's nothing over on MLB draft but there will be. And as always go tribe.